Hello, um, how are you? Today I am, I've had this, so I was like at the laundromat maybe two weeks ago because I had like the hugest load of laundry ever, almost, and yeah, it was because I like hadn't done laundry in the longest, longest, longest time, and my boyfriend also hadn't done laundry in a long time, and our sheets also needed to be washed, so, you know, we decided instead of literally cycling through our little tiny laundry, um, our li tiny little washing machine all day, we can just go to the laundromat. Went to the laundromat and I like needed to pee really bad and they didn't have a bathroom there. Actually, later on when I came back, I saw like, it. Th there was a sign that said no public bathroom and then the bathroom had a sign that said employee only, but then um, this lady with the little kid like asked an employee if she could use it and the employee said yes. So maybe I could have used a bathroom, but maybe the employee made that exception for the little kid. But either way, whatever, I went to um, the mar market like across the street, which is like, like a halal like Arabian market. And I got this drink, Vimto, for a dollar and I used their bathroom. And actually on the way to the bathroom, on my way crossing the street, this guy asked me for a lighter. And I looked in my bag, I didn't have a lighter. And then he asked me if he could have money to go buy a lighter. And I was like, no, I don't have cash. And then he was like, you're a fucking bitch. <laughs> Just Portland things. Um, but yeah, anyways, now... I, I brought the Vimto back to the laundromat, I put it in my laundry basket, and then I like, last week I discovered it being in my laundry basket, and then it was sitting on my um, armoire for another week, and now, today, this morning, I'm actually drinking it. And Vimto is a, it's like a fruit flavored drink, I guess it has like blackberries, raspberries, and blackcurrant, and then, um herbs and spices and it's very delicious it's like a soda yeah it's a carbonated soda but it's herbaceous and a little fruity um and i think it's a from the uk but it's actually most popular in like arabian or arabic i don't know which is the correct term um markets you know um it's very popular in saudi arabia which i learned from a friend that we from that i made when i was in kenya who flew um emirates airline that airline specifically because she likes that airline a lot so that's how she got to kenya she's from florida though so she flew emirates um because she, she loves to fly that airline and um, one of the reasons is because she doesn't drink alcohol and they um, being an Arabian airline has uh, they, they have I guess I guess like people you know Muslims like places where there's lots of Muslims like are more on it with their non-alcoholic drinks so Vimto, I guess, probably would be an example of that, you know, of a delicious, like, non-alcoholic drink that's not just for kids. Like, you know, you don't... Let me see. Maybe kids could like this, but I feel like it's too herbaceous for a kid to really enjoy. Like, I don't think this is for a child's market. I think, you know, 
yeah, we have our sodas, but we don't, you know, we don't have that many non-alcoholic drinks, if you think about it, that are complex at all. Like, all of our non-alcoholic drinks are kid-friendly or, or for kids also. You know, we don't have any, we don't have a market of, like, non-alcoholic drinks that are for adults. Because I guess, like, you know, if you're at a bar and somebody orders a non-alcoholic drink, you think that, oh, maybe they're just taking a break today or they're just not drinking tonight or whatever, you know what I mean? Or, like, oh, they're maybe they're recovering or something you know what I mean but it's like it's it's always something that's preventing them from drinking alcohol but then you know maybe some people just don't want to drink alcohol or I mean obviously especially for Muslims like they're not supposed to drink alcohol so there's all these markets of like adult non-alcoholic beverages that are awesome like Vimto which is really really good let's see what's in it Carbonated water, sugar, extracts of black carrot and hibiscus, citric acid, caramel color, natural black currant and raspberry extracts, herbs and spices, sodium bicarbonate, potassium sorbate, and sodium citrate. So, or citrate. Is it citrate or citrate? Anyways, really good. And I hope that lady's doing well. It's funny. She was telling me that, like, she had just gotten divorced. She was, like, on this trip by herself. And um, she just gotten divorced to a guy that was, like, older than her. And she was probably, like, in her 50s. And they'd been married, like, 20, 30 years or something. Or maybe late 40s. I think she was probably in her late 40s. Um, And, yeah, I mean, and then she's uh, from Florida, this guy's like hispanic he's older than her and she said things just got dry like he just got boring and didn't want to go out and like whatever you know and actually last night i was kind of worried because my boyfriend well we went to the willow concert and i had um two friends i went with two friends and then i met up with my other friend um, and then he had two friends with him. So all together, our little group was like seven people. Plus we had two friends who were like in, who were like downstairs, like in the, in the crowd, you know, we were upstairs, like in the like bar area. And I like to sit up there because like this theater, this, uh, theater, Rosen theater is like one of my favorites. It's like where I went to see like my first, like my first concert that wasn't like, um massive and I didn't have like you know okay so my first concert was Bruno Mars and then my second concert was Katy Perry and those were both in middle school and then when I was in high school I went to Rosen Theater to see Arctic Monkeys and that was like I feel like that was my real first concert if that makes sense like the other two were really great but it was like fun it was just me spending time with my friend like I wasn't too focused on the show although I did love Bruno Mars to pieces um, Katy Perry was eh. but it was like really that was really about like watching a show it's almost like going to see a movie you know what I mean but going to a concert like I think like the Arctic Monkey show is like the first thing where it's like banging super loud and like everyone is like mooshed up onto each other which with COVID I didn't really want that experience usually I love that experience I love like being pressed up on other people pressed up on the barricades like I just love it but with COVID, I'm definitely, even though everybody was vaccinated, everybody there was vaccinated, you had to show your little proof. Um, 
I was still a little wary of that. And also, like, I remember being a youth and being down in the the pit, essentially, like, the crowd. And, like, looking up and being like, I can't wait until I can go into the 21 and over area. It's so fucking hot down here. <laughs> and so, you know, I, 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 for this show, for the Willow Smith concert, I wanted to hang out up there. And plus, I had all my friends with me and I wanted to, like, interact with them. When you're in the crowd, you're kind of like, yeah, even if you're with people, it's like, you're kind of... It, the, the watching... Uh, the the viewing experience is pretty solitary um but up there you know you can interact with your friends and whatever so it was fun and it was cute and I enjoyed dancing um my boyfriend was not dancing at all he like sat down he like left for the openers he didn't like he went to like the ATM or something and then got drinks but I already said you know we didn't need drinks I think he just wanted an excuse to get out and then came back and then sat like, we were standing in the front, we were standing in the row so we could dance, um, and he, like, sat down, and then, <laughs> for, like, you know, a period of the show, and then he, like, stood behind me and just kind of stood there and didn't dance at all, <laughs> and he had earplugs in, and he, he claims that, like, it's because he had his earplugs in, and he didn't really experience the whole thing until he took his earplugs out in the last song, and then he's like, oh, I get now why people are dancing and, like, having such a great time because the music sounds so much better without earplugs, but I feel like he was just kind of, like, there, you know, and I think, um, with him, he, like, does a lot of things with me just because he, like, doesn't want to seem old and, like, pooty, you know, but that's okay I really like his company and like you know I enjoy everything like I really when I go to like the he, he really likes to go to the pinball bar and when I go with him I'm not going with him out of like I'm just gonna stand there you know what I mean like I really enjoy pinball now like I when I met him I wasn't old enough to like go to the bar yet so I feel like honestly if I didn't meet him maybe I would have been like um gotten into pinball myself but who knows like I'm saying, because like, when I met him, I wasn't really allowed to go into bars anyways. So even if there was like a part of me that would have loved pinball, I wouldn't have known until I was 21, which is when I was going out to pinball bars with him. And he introduced me to pinball. You know what I mean? But I honestly feel like I would have loved pinball anyway, even if I hadn't met him. Um, I woke up today and I kind of wanted to do a podcast because I was thinking about like how... I was just thinking about my sugar daddy experience, um, and I just thought it'd be interesting to talk about. I feel like I can, um, talk about it in a way that is honest now. Like, you know, I think, like, in the past, like, I didn't really understand my reasons for wanting a sugar daddy. I, like, focused too much on the money, but honestly, now that I remember it correctly, I think the money, like, the enjoyment of the money part of it actually came later on, um, so, yeah, because I wasn't remembering it correctly. What had happened was I was on Tumblr, you know. Um, I wasn't necessarily, like, a Tumblr girl. Like, I wasn't on Tumblr a lot. But I had a Tumblr, and I was on Tumblr. And I, like, fell into Sugar Baby t- Tumblr, which is, like, I think, actually, it was, like, um, I had always been into, like, sex journalism, um, and there's this lady, she's almost like the real-life Carrie Bradshaw, but her name is, um, Carly Sciortino, Carly Skyortino, Skyortino. 
and she is a sex columnist for Vogue, and, like, she has a show on Vice, and she has her own blog called Slut Ever, and um, on Slut Ever, she would interview sugar babies, and it's just always been fascinating to me. I, I love, like, sex, sex and gender studies and, like, sexuality studies, and I just love all of this. Like, that's just me from the get-go. Like, honestly, when I was literally a child like I was literally in second or third grade I had a friend named Tatum who me and Tatum would sit in the corner of the playground like talking about sex and like what sex could like we didn't know what sex was but we like were so curious with sex and sexuality and like boobies and like why are boobies so um bad like why can't why can't women show their boobies like why is that bad like we were just so curious about why there was such a hush hush vibe around sex in general and like we didn't even understand it and so that's how obsessed with sex I am and I started masturbating when I was literally like it was before I moved into the house that I my family moved into when I was five so I literally had to be masturbating when I was like four or five and I'm just like that's just me you know and I think it has to do with my ADHD um honestly like I've gone to a lot of therapy as far as like just just managing my anxiety and like you know exploring my problems and like yeah you know I've I've learned that there's different issues that I have that lead to different like behavioral things that I do but honestly as far as like my sexuality goes I think that's just kind of pure energy like I just have a lot of sexual energy um and that's just that's just a trait that I have and it's not I don't think it stems from any sort of like trauma or any sort of like thing like that like sometimes I think I watch porn to like distract myself from things or to kind of procrastinate but I think that's the only like unhealthy sexually related thing that you know what I'm saying is like I'm just a sexual person I'm a hypersexual person and I accept that and I, I the reason I, I let myself embrace that and accept that is because I know it doesn't stem from anything unhealthy you know what I mean that's all I'm trying to say and um yeah so I was on so then that's you know through that kind of like fascination with sexual journalism and all this other stuff I discovered that you know there are sugar babies out here who are kind of like killing it like kind of like having a great time and so I was on Sugar Baby Tumblr, or I was on Tumblr, and then I stumbled into Sugar Baby Tumblr, but I was kind of also, like, aware that it was Sugar Baby Tumblr. Like, somebody who didn't know about Sugar Baby Tumblr would just go through these kind of posts on Tumblr that are Sugar Baby Tumblr, and they would just be like, okay, this is just a woman who has high standards. You know, like, there's all these phrases that... um the sugar baby community uses that you know other people use too but you know if you hear it it's kind of like a signifier um kind of like the trump presidency and how he would do that and through his entire presidency like just use these words that he knew radical um like radical conservative groups would use and he would just kind of like give them a nod so you knew the fucking fucking trump was a fucking asshole like there was no doubt about it like just like that you know sugar babies use words like hypergamy and mutually beneficial encounters and just like all these words that you know like 
come on. You know, like, we would be able to defend ourselves if anything came down to it. And we'd be like, no, we're when we're talking about we have high standards, we mean we literally have high standards. You know, so there's, like, all these things that you can use to kind of cover cover things up if things, you know, go bad or if you get questioned. But it's like, you know what's up. You know, if you're part of the community, you know what's up. So I don't really feel like Sugar Baby Tumblr is that active anymore. Um, I feel like there's other kind of more... Like, I think it's gone a little bit more mainstream as far as, like, people are just now willing to just say straight up, like, what they want. And it's almost, like, escorting. Like, I don't know if, like, straight sugar baby stuff exists anymore. Especially, I think, with COVID, it probably died down a lot. But, um, yeah. I think on, at least on Tumblr, it's not been as active. So, I feel like it must have moved somewhere um, or something. You know what I mean? But I don't know. I feel like the whole thing has just kind of, it was like a trend almost. And then it, it kind of just died out. And now there's like, yeah, there's still like sugar baby websites and stuff. But I see that as more like escorting. You know, when I say I wanted to be a sugar baby, it was because I wanted to date older men. And I wanted to date older men because I felt like older men had, would have more room in their hearts, to be honest. Like, I think it came from a very pure desire, okay, because I was dating guys who were my age, and I just noticed as far as, like, the way that we raise men to be in our society, like, it's hard for them to focus on their relationships when they're trying, they're hustling, essentially, like, they're trying to build their careers, or they're trying to figure themselves out, or whatever it is, like, they're, it's it's hard to care about another person that much you know what I mean or to like build another relationship so a lot of the men that I was attracted to who were my age were just emotionally unavailable because I appreciate that I like when you know I feel like that's that's where your head should be at you know like you should be worried about your money and your hustling and when a guy was just overly like in love with me or whatever it's because he didn't have anything going on in his life you know and so I just like didn't like that I didn't like how I encountered that so often when I was dating like people my age and mind you, I'm in college, so this is, like, quite young. So, obviously, like, you know, you're either somebody who's working pretty hard and, like, you're pretty ambitious or you're somebody who's kind of, like, not. And and then you have room for your emotional relationships, but then it's kind of like, what are you doing with your career, though? You know, like, I don't know. That's just how I felt. And I, 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 I admit that, like, that's a personal preference for me. Like, I want to be with somebody who is if they're not already established in their career, that at least, like, they're working really hard on it. So that's just the kind of guy that I like, you know? So with that in mind, I thought it would be kind of cool to date older guys because I would they would be at the place where, like, they were already established in their, um, in their career or just whatever in their life. Like, they would have emotional availability, you know? So what I'm saying is, I wanted to try dating older men because for me and like the guys that I like, like I feel like they're not really emotionally available until their 30s and 40s and 50s, you know? And I have no problem keeping up with like guys like that. Like you would think, oh, what do you have in common with guys like that? But like, I don't date people because I have things in common with them. I date people because we can keep conversation flowing. And that often, you know, like oftentimes opposites attract for me. Like what do I have in common with a guy who's like, a 21 year old college wrestler like I'm not an athlete you know what I mean like 
I don't know, like, we don't, we don't, like, you know, like, we don't do the same shit, like, you know, like, when we have free time, we don't do the same things, he plays video games, like, I do makeup, and I, like, read my books, and, you know, like, what do we have in common anyway, so, I had no problem with dating older guys, and I actually feel like I had way better conversations with older guys, and that's not me being like, oh, you know, I'm smart or whatever, it's just literally, like, the ability to keep up conversation is better, like, I, I feel like, you know, and if I was on a date with, like, a guy my age, which I never did anyway, it was, like, we did once in a while, like, we would go on a date or go out to the park or whatever, but I don't know, like, I just never felt that happy with it, like, with our dates, and I just, like, I don't know, it was weird, like, it was always just, like, we would smoke or hang out or, like, do stuff, and they just, you know, I couldn't connect on with them as far as, like, conversationally, so that's something, like, I know, like, the age thing doesn't really matter to me. And also, like, I find older guys hot anyway, like, attractive, you know? Um, and honestly, that's... I'm just... I'm just able to find people hot. Like, if somebody's hot, they're just hot. Like, it doesn't matter to me. Like, man, woman, non-binary, um, younger guy, older guy. Like, I don't care, you know? Like, it's... I have taste, is what I'm saying. Like, and my taste is is wide and broad is what I'm saying and it's not like I'm not picky you know but like the people that I find attractive even if it's rare that I find somebody attractive like if you lined up everybody that I have ever found attractive it would just be an incredibly mixed bag and so if yes there's older guys in there too um so then I was like okay I kind of did my research and it's really important to do research because this kind of stuff is not regulated you know what I mean and I don't think honestly sugar baby stuff I don't think that should be regulated because for me like I said like the relationship thing was first and foremost like it wasn't really about the money at first um I like I said I just wanted to be with somebody who is older and like established and you know whatever and like yeah if you're in that position like I feel like I would like and I had the option you know like I was like why would I date somebody like that for free if I could get paid to do it and also it was like I was not looking for anybody like to exclusively date or to have like a real relationship with at that point like I was still fucking around I was still like promiscuous having sex with people who are like my age and you know like I didn't want to give that up like I I just wanted to add on another person or like you know explore other relationships but I wasn't necessarily looking for like a monogamous like tight close-knit relationship you know what I mean um so I I met some sugar daddies and they were awesome. They like really taught me a lot about their fields and just like, you know, also I learned a lot about like what success means and success and titles. I mean, um, yeah, Co- what comes with success is a lot of sacrifice. Um, these guys like who were, you know, they were doing really well in their careers. Like they were either, you know, presidents of companies or vice presidents or they were like really high ranking in like the medical profession and and you know doing not just like being a doctor not just like being a physician but also like having written books and been in you know all these like other shit that doctors do when like they're beyond being a doctor I guess I don't know um and one guy who was not actually that like he didn't have but he, like, made bank. He made bank because he was lucky, I guess. Like, he was on YouTube at the right time. So, 
he was just making bank off of YouTube. Um, but yeah, you know, like I, I learned a lot about like hard work and rewarding success and like how much sacrifice comes with it. Like you think somebody like that, um, you there's a reason like they're single and they're like older it's like their marriages fell apart like they're you have to sacrifice a lot in your in other areas of your life in order to have career success a lot of the time you know and that that made me rethink whether I wanted it or not and like whether I wanted that career success or like how at least like how I would go about it which is where I'm at right now like I don't think I want to kill myself or I don't think I want to sacrifice I still feel like relationships and people and like love is the most important thing in my life and I'm not really willing to sacrifice that for career success you know what I mean um and that experience was you know a lesson in that for me and I don't know if I would have reached that conclusion now if I didn't have that experience um and beyond that yeah you know I learned that I did have attraction to some of the people that I dated um where I think I went wrong was I, I eventually fell into, like, being, like, okay, yeah, you know, this person pays me really good, like, his, it would be called, like, a, what is it called, when, allowance, like, my allowance with this person is really good, so I'm gonna stay with him, even if I'm not actually that attracted to them, like, if he didn't have the money, I wouldn't be hanging out with him, you know what I mean, and I just kind of let that happen, and so then it became about the money at some point, and then, um, I think, once it got too much about the money and I, I started to feel like a job, I didn't like it anymore, you know? Um, but actually, I kind of kept doing it steadily, although less, but like steadily until I met my boyfriend who um, I was very attracted to. And, you know, I, I questioned, I've been questioning for a lot of our relationship whether I was attracted to him because I knew he was like, a dentist and I knew he was like somewhat well off you know or uh if it was more pure than that or like you know like but then how can I explain you know like I was a sugar baby clearly I value somebody who like I like when a guy has money and so is that like why do I care when a guy has money like is that me being shallow whatever but now that I think about it I've always liked that I've always liked when somebody's a hustler I've always liked when somebody's you know, a hard worker, a guy is a hard worker, and a guy, like, is ambitious or successful or is working towards success or whatever, like, always like that, you know, and even when I was dating people my age, it was people who showed potential and who, like, I was like, wow, like, they have a lot of potential and they, like, work really hard and I can't believe they are where they are, especially if they, like, had um, a bad background, you know, so I've always valued that in, like, people that I date and, like, I am attracted to and who I want to have like a romantic connection with is like I really it's it's a turn on to me when somebody's like ambitious and cares about their career even though I'm questioning whether I care about my career that much which I think I do because I have this business and I'm like really concerned with the business and all this and I think I just don't want to kill myself though you know I'm not I feel like we're we don't we live in an age where we don't have to sacrifice mental health anymore like we're starting to understand that so I want to be on that side of the ambitious people the ambitious people who care about their mental health that's who I want to that's who that's who I am you know but um and I think honestly with guys it's easier with women it's harder 
Yeah. Like, with women who want success, like, I think women even have to sacrifice more than men. And so, men, sometimes they don't even realize that they've sacrificed anything. Or, like, they don't even care too much, you know? Like, they end up being fine, you know? Like, an older man can date. Like, for example, an older man can find his successes and then date a younger woman later on. Think about the older woman. A woman who chases is chasing her bag and is, like, not successful until she's in her 40s. And then she wants to date a 20-something-year-old guy. Like, I feel like people would turn their head and, like be way more judgmental of the woman than of that guy, that 40, 50-year-old guy who's dating, like, a 20-something-year-old, you know? That's just one example. So, but now I, I, now that I understand my whole, like, sugar baby journey and, like, what sparked that, first of all, I don't feel bad, you know, saying that I love my boyfriend, partially because he is just so hardworking and, like, so diligent. And, like, last night we came back from this concert and he, like, clean the kitchen at 1 a.m. because he couldn't sleep like when I can't sleep I'm on my phone like when I can't sleep like I'm just kind of chilling laying there I would not ever wake up at 1 a.m. and go clean the kitchen like I just love that about him you know I don't know like there's just something about it and then he just puts in work you know I don't like when people are lazy I think part of it is because I'm too lazy if I was with somebody who's lazy shit we would never get anything done and that's just like enableism so I think I need somebody who is somewhat hardworking and disciplined and like that just leads to success you know like that trait hardworking and like being disciplined leads to success like you know and so that's what I'm attracted to and I think like I didn't fully understand it until now and that's why like when I think about my sugar baby experience it was really fun and I don't feel like I was harmed in any way really but it was just it and it was it started off being really fun and glamorous and like I had a great time And then by the end of it, I don't know what happened, you know, by the end of it, I was like kind of over it. And I think it's because I cared too much. Like I was starting to hustle as much money as I could out of these people instead of like remembering that I did this because I wanted to date older guys in a pure, in a pretty pure way. And I just didn't want to be the dummy girl who like is dating an older guy and is not getting anything out of it. Like that's just, I feel like that's just dumb, you know, like there's no reason for that, like yeah, you can want to date an older guy, but, like, the option is there for you to date an older guy and make money, so, like, why would you, you know what I mean, and, like, honestly, what kind of older guy is gonna date a young girl, a broke girl in college, and not give her anything, like, that's not the kind of person I would want to date, you know, like, that's called assault daddy, sometimes, so sugar baby, that's, like, it, it, the sugar baby and sugar daddy community definitely has, like, a gray, blurred line with the like escorting stuff escorting but it's completely for me it's how you go about it so some people who are really like in an escorting service or like looking for escorting services will say that they're a sugar baby or you know a sugar daddy or whatever but I think it's like that's just not that's not the kind of community that I was in you know what I mean like it was like a lot more subtle and it was a lot more like dating a lot more like dating than an escorting service like I you know was not expected to have sex at all like if I didn't want to have sex I didn't want to have sex then I still got paid you know what I mean I still had my allowance um and it was like yeah it just wasn't like an escorting thing you know and I don't think I would and I think by the end of it maybe I made it I kind of warped it into an escorting thing 
which is why I didn't, I started to enjoy it less, because really, I didn't need the money, I loved having the money, it was so fun to, like, have money, and, like, go out, and, like, blow money with my friends, and, like, pay for them, and all that, like, I love doing that, but, um, that wasn't, like, the point, you know, like, I'm, I'm a person who really, at the, especially at that point in my life, like, I really wanted to explore romantic relationships, and, like, what, you know, I wasn't interested in, like, the normal, like, mainstream way of dating because look where that leads people you know like that leads people to extremely unhappy um arrangements so I just wasn't interested in like doing like whatever the norm was like I was okay with like going out of my way to find love like if I had found love with a drug dealer like I probably would have ran with it you know what I mean like I was really curious to like explore love at that point in my life and I think with sugar daddies yeah I did love some of them I think I did love some of them and then um but it wasn't until I met my current boyfriend now that I realized like wow like what I really love is a man who is disciplined and hardworking and cares about me and loves me and I feel like that's passion you know what I mean like that's real passion because maybe because my love language is acts of service and gifts I don't know but like I've been thinking about passion a lot and um I was I didn't I wasn't gonna tie this in but now that I'm just thinking about it I was the other day I was like writing out passion and, and and thinking about that and as far as passion goes I don't know if there's a clear way for us to know when somebody's passionate or not you know like we can know if we're passionate or not but it's hard to say when somebody else is because some people are out here very dramatic will like serenade you give you all of the you know like just say the most but maybe they don't mean it and maybe they're not that passionate or maybe they do mean it but not to the degree that you as you know the person receiving that and listening that would think you know maybe they're just excited in the moment is that real passion And I'm thinking about some people like my mom, who is not very fussy at all, like doesn't like to speak on how much she loves us or anything, but she does because she works her ass off and she's worked her ass off and she's put up with a lot and like just does the most like selflessly. And that's, to me, that's passion. Even if she's not, she doesn't have a passionate personality per se, you know? Um, And to me, like, I think like that's what I've associated with love is somebody who is willing to, like, put in work, not as far as, like, put in work in the relationship or anything, but just, like, somebody who's hardworking and somebody who just cares and somebody who just, like, wants to have their situation right so that, like, the person that they live with and they love and their their partner can also have their situation right and they don't have to worry about anything. Like, that to me is extremely passionate and, like, more passionate than somebody out here basically speaking like sweet nothings you know um but that's interesting because it's also like what you want right like for my partner I'm not out here providing or anything all I do is like give him words of encouragement and like love on him and like I'm fun to be around and to me you know he that's the kind of that's what he needs so to me, to him, I'm, like, the most passionate person, you know what I mean, so it's kind of, like, weird, because it's hard to define passion, like, whose perspective are you looking at, 
who's what lens are you looking at like I pride myself on being a passionate person I would definitely call myself a passionate person but like what am I passionate about and like is it about the degree of like whatever you are passionate about like the degree of that or like the scope like you're passionate about many things and then you're a passionate person so I've been thinking about that and wondering about that um but yeah I kind of wanted to hop on here and talk about the whole sugar baby thing and what it has meant to me because it's something that I've been kind of chewing on for years and um I think I finally have a good narrative and like a good understanding of what what that phase in my life actually means to me now and like meant to me then and I think it was a source of a lot of confusion for me or like I just when I thought about it I couldn't put myself in like my own shoes back then but now I can and I also understand what it means like to me now and like why I love that my boyfriend makes money but it's not about his money you know what I mean so yeah that's all and I'm still drinking my Vimto so